dude is gender neutral at this point. Is it? I think dude is gender neutral. You can walk up to a girl and go, dude. Sup, dude? Dude. A mixed group of, of men and women is dudes? Yeah. I don't know if an all-women group is dudes. That may That's be where... where you get tripped up, see. I maybe it's it, not entirely gender neutral, but I feel like one-on-one, I call a lot of women dude. I don't think they appreciate it. I walk up to women, hey, how's it hanging? <laughs> yeah. Your dick. Your penis. <laughs> Your, how's your dick doing? That's, man, that's so insensitive. How them balls? Uh, okay, I gotta stop calling, I gotta stop calling girls, dude. Hey, this is... I'm the worst person. This is We Have Concerns. I am Jeff Kanata. I'm Anthony Carboni. And uh, I saw this article in Wired that I want to talk to you about. Okay. Neither of us is a huge fan of driving cars. Cars are the devil. We're not those dudes that mm. dig cars. No. People who love their cars. I don't understand them. Just, oh, look at this thing that I sink money into all yeah. the time where I'm trapped for hours. Yeah. Isn't it the best? No. Don't I have the best mobile prison cell you've ever seen? Oh, I want to get those rims, those sweet rims on the car. Check out. That I'll never see unless I'm outside of it. Check out this thing that I spent a month's pay on to add to my mobile prison cell. Yeah. Now I'm trapped no more comfortably, but outwardly my prison cell is so much more beautiful. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, I don't like, what I'm saying is I hate cars and I I hate driving. We're on the same page on that. So I think we're both of the, we can't wait for the self-driving car revolution. I don't, I have this conversation all the time. There's a lot of people who don't want that to happen. And I don't understand how you could not want a car to take you places by itself. A, super convenient and easy, no stress. B, probably going to be way safer than any human fallible creature could do right for sure for sure and people are just like what happens if the car gets a virus or someone hacks oh, the car virus i don't know dude what happens if somebody looks down for a half second all the time constantly life? yes or is thinking about that horrible breakup they just went through or how that drive-through sandwich just the tomato just fell on the ground my car's never gonna have any of that no i for one welcome our new driving car over i think it's great i think it's wonderful and i didn't realize i mean people tell you how when you come to la they're like oh you're gonna be driving all the time and at first you're not gonna mind it but it's gonna wear on you i haven't been driving much it hasn't worn on me as much as i thought it was going to but the thing that kills me the most is the feeling of lost time yeah in the car because i miss podcasts and audiobooks are your friend they're great but it's my my brain doesn't work the same way with an audiobook that it does with a book book mm. and i miss just sitting on the bus or the train and reading my book in the morning yeah. while i'm listening to music in my headphones and i'm, Our I'm city in my don't work bubble that way. Our city just don't work that way. I miss my Sorry. little i miss my warm little morning bubble where i can wake up at my own pace and maybe learn something and nope you don't <sighs> get to hang out with other people in la ever. Yeah. Unless you're at a sky bar. Yeah, one of those cool rooftop bars with the glowing lights. And And then there's a whole bunch of people who don't understand how to interact with each other because they've been sitting in their car all day like sad prison cell inmates. Yeah. Well, they're all texting each other. (laughs) That's true. They're all texting people at other sky bars. (laughs) How's your sky bar? This one sucks is what they write back. Yeah. And they're like, how's yours? Uh, It sucks even worse than yours. Should I head over there? No, because it'll It'll be an hour. Four hours. Uh, Okay, so this Wired article, Wired article poses a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Which says self-driving car is reality. Great. You're driving down the road, lounging down the road is what yeah. I like to call you're it. You're driving on a mountain pass. 
doesn't matter where I'm driving because I'm kicking back. You are. You're sipping on a beverage. You're enjoying a novel. Yeah. A lengthy, deep experience. But you're on the mountain road and a tire blows Mm -hmm. and your car starts careening into the oncoming lane in which there is a minivan with a family. Does your self-driving car let you careen and kill that family or does it just shoot you off the ledge of the mountain and sacrifice you to save oh save the sacrifice the few to save the many interesting i.e you does it make a moral decision that you can save some people but you have to kill the driver of this car that's a great question wired yeah uh well i'm pretty important (laughs) so like so here's the crazy thing is the wired article goes deeper than that because it says how many variables does it does it say the guy that you're driving is carrying a kidney and he's a doctor and he's carrying a kidney on the way to the hospital does it say he's uh he's younger than the people in the other car Uh so has more life to lead does it say he's of a higher social status and therefore more valuable to society. What oh, value, I love this. This right? is great. How many variables? Because a robot yeah. can make dispassionate decisions. That's and all so, they can do. That's right. all they're allowed to do. Exactly. So does it? Does you just feed it as many variables as possible and have it spit out the moral correct answer and oh, say, "Oh man, yes, I've decided who lives, and who dies." The answer is yes. The car does decide who lives and who dies. So we're putting. Because guess what, man. You're never going to know what that car decided. <laughs> if you're on the wrong end of that, you're never going to know. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I what guess. are you going to complain? Nope. <laughs> well, if you're on the wrong end of it, yeah. But here's, I mean, here's the thing, though. The way people normally think about this is interesting because by putting that out there, you immediately lead people to think that the first and only decision the car is making is who lives and who dies. <laughs> Let's remember that before the car decides who lives and who dies... This is a car that's probably smart enough to decide any other safe way to get out of this situation. Let's put that. Let's remember that that's first. So I I think I want to underscore what you're saying in that more than any human could. Yes. It would calculate and deal with the situation much more efficiently. So I'm high fiving you about the idea that car superior to human in every situation. Now, remember that. Remember that this is. If it's sophisticated enough to, in a in the blink of an eye, right. calculate all of those variables that we just thought about, yep. it's also going to steer itself out of a skid way faster than you are. Right. This car is probably programmed to try to save you first, and if it can't, then it makes the hard decisions. Right. So, so now we're into it can't mode because... Now we're into it can't. Right. And once you're into it can't, look, dude, what are you saying? Are you saying... You'd rather five people died than you. Are you saying you'd rather kill a family <laughs> than than have yourself launch off the road? Well, I think what the because that's what that's what the real question is. When you when you pull all this technological problems out of it, that's really the core problem. Well, yes, but I think what the question supposes is: Do you want the computer to make that call? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Because here's the thing. That's not the call that you're making. You can't. You're an ill-equipped to make that call. You're not. Well, not just are you not just are you ill-equipped in terms of 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 emotional integrity. Right. Or or clarity of mind. Clarity of mind. You're just not thinking about that in the moment. Remove the self-driving out of it. Now we're driving two normal cars. Same situation. Your tire goes out on a mountain road. 
you probably you maybe saw that car coming at you, but did you really in the blink of an eye notice five kids? Did right, you really no. do you really we know that, that it's you? Do you really know that it's you and them? No, you don't know that it's you and them. You don't have that view of the situation. So you might do something that's potentially dangerous for more people because you don't know the situation and you're trying to just reflexively save yourself. Remember, there are probably other people on this mountain road too. Right. If you careen into this if you careen into this minivan, how many other cars are going to be affected? What else is going to happen? Well, that's the question is how far down the data stream do you get? How much info does the does the car But if the car even does two levels. Number 1, can I safely get out of this without harming anyone? No. Okay, how do I get out of this harming the least people? That's two more fucking levels than I've got in the moment. I agree with you. But does it say, okay, car A has one person, car B has two people, but the two people in car B have criminal records? Uh, It analyzes their Facebook page, and Mm -hmm. maybe they are friendless introverts. Number one, I love the computing power and the connectivity we have in the future. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can we just stop and marvel at that? Yes. Can we marvel at a car that has time before it careens off a mountain road? (laughs) In the split second. To go through that much data. (laughs) Listen to me. Even if you die, the fact that you got to live in that future for even a brief shining moment, pat yourself (laughs) on the back. That's a great place to be. Hey, uh, Marvin, we got the data back on the crash, and um, I got some bad news. Oh, no. What is it? The the internet kind of went out at a at a really bad moment. Uh, it was it's kind of a spotty connection anyway. Oh, God. And, oh, God. Uh, well, didn't... it was a two it was a two seater car. It couldn't have hurt. Couldn't hurt that many people. Right. Let me. Yeah. Let me see. the. Da- it was a clown car. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. There were 37 of them in there. 37 clowns. Uh, we we would have <sighs> known that if the car had been able to, to log on. Well, at least it wasn't real people. At least it was just clowns. <laughs> clowns freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe the computer would have decided to kill the clowns anyway. <laughs> the update that I'm trying to push through puts clowns at the bottom of the algorithm. Uh, you've been lobbying for that very hard. You've and I mean, 37 of them. This does give me a little bit of pause. Well, the, the... But if we can save just... Just one regular person. The clown to person ratio that you have been proposing is is very robust. Five thousand creepy ass <laughs> clowns counts as one child molester. Because you know what? Four thousand of those clowns probably child molesters uh, too. They just yeah, haven't been probably, caught. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, the data suggests it. <laughs> <laughs> the real core of it, when we get down to it, still is there's a human creating that algorithm. There's your problem, right? So it can dispassionately make the analysis, but it's got to have parameters as established by human beings. Right. So we got to have Marvin and, and, and this, a scientist team decide what the, what the clown to human ratio is. Or what. I side with Marvin because you know what? I don't want to break the fourth wall or, or <laughs> ruin anybody's suspense of disbelief. But that was me doing Marvin. What? So that was actually my, what? yeah, that was not I a was separate transported. guy. transported. Uh, Thank you. Magic. I have a lot of training in pretending to be somebody afraid of clowns, <laughs> because fuck clowns. <laughs> Do you really feel it, that? That? Uh, are you just playing that to, for comedic effect? As yeah. if we continue to break the here's my, here's my thing. I don't have a fear of clowns. I have a distrust of someone who makes the decision to be a clown based upon clowns that I have known really in my life. You're you're not you're being you're I'm being, being re- dead. True serious how many clowns have you known in your life so in florida i went to clown training school by the way 
I mean, not really. I, I was trained by a clown but, in my college. But listen. I paid a lot of money. In Florida, there is a big circus training school. Oh, really? We got a lot of clowns. The Ringling School is there. Okay. So there are a lot of circus. Pro- and UCF, uh, the University like of Central Florida. And- yeah, man. And if you go in there, like if a mime goes in there. Oh, they will fuck that shit up yeah. silently. Wait, wait, you got a problem, buddy? Do you, are you too good to talk to me? Are you too... No, you're not in a box. You can hear me fine. No, you can't. I love that you're playing the mime. <laughs> I gotta give you something to play with. I love that you're playing the mime. I gotta give you something to play with, man. <laughs> That's really good of you, man, because nobody knows you're playing a mime. <laughs> That's so nice. Oh, Jesus, the recorder. I'm breaking everything. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. We lost I broke, it. I broke it all. No, 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 but it's so funny. I love that you were just playing. You were just like, dude, I can't just leave him hanging. I gotta give you something, bro. You're, you're like one of those guys. You're like one of those radio cowboys from the 40s doing rope tricks. I, one of the first movies that I was ever in uh, was it, it was a tiny little independent movie that some guy was doing while he was in school, and he, he totally funded it himself, and he came from a clown family. And he clown would, family? Usually uh, the clowns don't inbreed. They, it's a clown family. Really? Mother and father, both clowns. Oh man! He actually you know had clown like training. When, when clowns have sex, <laughs> the problem with the problem with clowns having sex is it takes them five and a half minutes to even like get a condom on because their natural inclination <laughs> is to just turn it into a, a dog. Yeah, or it's very difficult. Well, that's like why a hat that leads to the pregnancy. Really, <laughs> okay, okay Daryl, that's really impressive. You're I, smiling. I, I can tell you're smiling. I, I am. I really feel like you should just put a condom on. <laughs> well, I can't. That was my only one. I, I, I made it into an elephant for you. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this just because you don't like how it feels, Daryl. There's no such thing as clown reflexes. <laughs> no, a clown's reflexes has been honed over years. It's hilarious. Have you seen the spritzer in the face? It's, That's what I do, but with my penis. <sighs> no. I'm not down for this. I am not down for this. You can't even tell me that we are dating exclusively. Every time you got 15, 16 girls in that car. Well, that's true. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you because I respect you that much. However, I haven't had sex with any of them because I'm a clown. And girls will never have sex with clowns. Well, you blew your one chance, didn't you? <laughs> Daryl. I'm keeping the hat. His mother was a clown. Father was a clown. He was he was a clown. Like he had training, but he didn't want to be a clown. Clown was in his blood. Clown was in his clowning was in his blood, and he literally would do weird clown things without realizing that they were weird weird clown things. But he didn't really want to. And I should say this dude's a super nice dude. His family was really nice, but it was just creepy. Like he went into their house, and it was like it was a clown house. Was it a fun house? Not for me. Uh, It was it was really weird. It was like all this circus memorabilia and weird shit and like oh uh, it was it was I don't creepy think you should judge all clowns by one second generation clown oh man i just can't i can't help it dude and they're just it's just weird clowns are weird did he can we just agree a, that clowns are weird i don't i i don't know i i dig clowning i like clowning i was training in clowning at, in if you could train if you could train a robot car to kill any one type of person <laughs> who would it be because for me it was clown <laughs> Robot car, kill! That's what they're working on. I think this is a worthwhile endeavor for our show. We should just work on a hierarchy 
So, you know, when when it comes time, when the technology catches mm-hmm. up with the, with the dream, we can finally have the hierarchy of who lives and who dies. Okay, okay. Clown car is approaching mime car who lives. Oh, man. It's just so rare that you would even come across a mime car. I know, days. but we, we need to plan for this. We need to program for <laughs> All it. Right. I would take clown over mime. Mime... Is a terrible thing to waste. I didn't even. You get one. That. You get one dad joke an per episode. Per episode. Per episode. You get one. That's your one. Clown car approaching a group of people that's like really into bar trivia night. <laughs> like it's just what they're about. Like they're just super into bar trivia. Like they print shirts and they're like always talk about it. <laughs> Man. I feel like I have friends who are in the second car. <laughs> Me too. It's a, it's and a, it's, a sh- an, it's a difficult moral It's a decision. shame. Yeah. Are you I ta- mean, are you taking clowns? I mean, I remember that I wouldn't let clowns get this far. Oh, right. You've so already, let's, you've already. So let's assume we let those, let's assume that we let the clowns are out. Okay. Yeah. Let's put us on an equal footing. So it's uh, people who are really, really, really into bar trivia. Yeah. Against people who take every little single piece of information as a spoiler well now i'm now i'm in a car now, I'm <laughs> in a car. now you've put me in a car <laughs> i'm in the car with my ears plugged because a trailer i don't want to know how this ends i don't want to know how this car what this car decides spoiler alert i die <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jeff there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, man. A light? No, just... Really? I'm sorry. I was like halfway through the tunnel. I looked... I was enjoying this part of the tunnel, and you got to tell me about the light at the end of well, the I tunnel? Mean, you can see the light. I don't, wasn't looking. I was enjoying this part of the tunnel. Do you want to... I'll lead you down the tunnel with your eyes closed? What's the and point just... now, man? What's the point? Now I know what's at the end of the tunnel is a light. And now Jeff's spirit walks the earth forever. <laughs> moaning at people who post Onion AV Club links before the three-day waiting period. <laughs> That's the story of Jeff's ghost. <laughs> yeah, haunting, haunting movie theaters only up until the trailers are over. <laughs> Don't go in yet! Wait, the trailer shows all the best parts. I think, once again, we're afraid of technology and we're afraid of everything it can do for us. I like that the car thinks about it because there's no way for us to think about it. We're only afraid of technology because it's making rational decisions of who should live and who should die. I don't know why people are afraid of that. We're only afraid of the machines tallying up our worth. (laughs) I don't understand why people would possibly be freaked out by the idea of a computer deciding my life In that society, the car is not the problem. It's the people who are using that technology in other areas of life that are a problem, right? Like, the car should be able to be like, real quick, oh, dude, there are five people in there, and this is what's going on. One of them's a little girl. She has a puppy yeah. at home and needs to be fed. Let's let them live. Sorry, dude. You're, you're, going, off, you're going off the edge. Yeah. Like, a car needs to be able to make that decision. You'd be like, ah, you know, I accept this reality. It's really bad if that decision's being made in day-to-day life for every little thing because the government has those computers, right? Like, that's the real yeah. fear. I feel like if, it, if you're going to give it to the car company, gonna, it's kind of going to go to other people. Well, let's, yeah, I mean, 
Slippery slopes, right? Slippery slopes, man. That and if you're on a slippery slope and you're heading towards a car full of mimes, <laughs> uh, I hope you've done some good in this life yeah. because there's an algorithm that's well, going to weigh you. Maybe that's a nice little incentive to, to get off your ass and do do some good. Do some good now before the car death squads are roaming the, <laughs> are roaming the streets. Talk nice to your car. Give it a little uh, encouragement. Be like, you know what? Or just like have conversations. Hordes of social justice Christines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Roaming the, the streets. There's a reference people will get. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Ask your parents who Christine was. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about this? Definitely let us know on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. And I'm at Jeff Canada. And uh, if you've seen a story like this that you that you think is interesting, you want to hear us talk about, you can submit it on Twitter or at wehaveconcerns.com slash ask. Yeah, and hey, why not you uh, give us a little love on the, the iTunes. Subscribe, like, maybe even leave a review. 